Hey, welcome to the Game Sports and Wrestling Podcast, where you will hear the latest in wrestling and sports. I'm here's Op Levins, so let's get started. So sorry I'm a bit late, guys. I was actually at a book signing for a former WWE referee. Lane, tell me if this name sounds familiar to you. Mark Hi. Mark Hayford. It actually does. Okay, so here's his so here's his history. So his history is that he was around for a, a short time in the mid 2000s. So when the ECW reboot was going on, you know, during the ECW reboot, he was the referee on I think mostly all three shows, I believe. If you go on a, huh. if you go onto the network, it was an ECW. Um, it was on one of the ECW shows in July. He said it was. He said there was an issue that was between Mike Knox and Test, and they were in the backstage area. And Tommy Dreamer comes in and starts hitting everybody with a trash can. He's one of the referees that's there that has to run and tackle either Test, Mike Knox, or Tommy Dreamer. That's crazy. Yeah. So he. So we went. Um, Emily's sister. Um, he does. Um, Emily's sister, first of all, works for a company that helps bring Chinese people to, to the United States. And it's pretty much like, uh, you know, how you go like, you know, for like a semester abroad. It's pretty much okay. It's pretty much something like that for the Chinese. They come here, you know, they go to a nice high school, and they live with, you know, you know, pretty much like a not foster family, but you know what I mean. Um, for the school year and then they go back in the summer and if they want to students. exactly thank you yep and so and so he's one of the, him and his family are, are are hosting one and um so i learned about him through emily's sister and he wrote this book and so we went to the signing tonight and we talked for a bit and yeah you know, we're gonna start working on hammering out a you know podcast collaboration where he'll come on mine and vice versa because he has a podcast of his own and he said he has stories for days that he could tell us about, you know, why he was working at WWE and everything like that. So, did he happen to say why he left the WWE? We did not get into that tonight, but um, I, fo- I actually follow him on Instagram. I will, I will send you his Instagram um, information so you can follow him as well. And but yeah, that's one of the things I want to find out. All right. Yeah, because I want to find out why. That's. A lot of questions to ask. A lot of questions, but yeah. So, so that was fun. Got his autograph and and things like that. And that's pretty much why I was late. But I mean, technically, it's wrestling, wrestling related, so it works. Hey, it works all out. Yeah. yeah if you want to, um, Emily did a Facebook Live. If you want to check that out as well, inside the New Blood group, you can check out, you know, what he looks like and what he was talking about. But man. I watched it for about two minutes and then decided to make okay, food. Okay, nice. So what is it? Jeff Jarrett, Hall of Fame. What's going on here? Man, I, I told you when this came out last week, don't be surprised if it's this year, if we don't hear about it, you know. And I honestly heard about it faster than I thought. I thought it would be a few weeks. Didn't realize it was going to be next week. Explain to me all the backlash. There is so much negativity for Jeff Jarrett being the Hall of Fame. Almost 50% of the negativity I see, people don't realize what he's done. Like People don't realize he created TNA. Most people don't even know who he is. Yeah, exactly. You know, listen, it's, um, you know, people, you know, and here's, a, here's one thing that I've heard a lot. 
when he dropped the Intercontinental Championship to China, there is a story going around that he tried to say he wasn't going to drop the championship unless WWE made this accommodation or paid him this much money. So essentially, he was trying to hold them hostage that night. And eventually, they finally said, you know, they worked out something where he's going to drop the title. And he went to WCW after that. That's not true. From... From, well, I mean, he did ask for accommodations. But when we come back, I actually have the interview from his TNA, 2004 TNA Wrestling DVD, where he explains his side of the story and why he did what he did. And it's because... I'll explain when we come back. perfect, because we, you know, up until I had never heard his side of the story, so I'm definitely quite interested to hear what that is. So when we come back, Lane will tell us Jeff Jarrett's side of the story. We'll be right back. All right, so something happened in the middle when you were talking. So we are bad guys. So in the middle of you were talking, you cut out. I couldn't hear anything you were saying. And then I tried to pick it up until you came back, and for some reason I cut off my audio next. So... I went ahead and just erased that part of the segment and we're starting it over. So again, to make the, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes. So short story. Jeff, Jeff. Short story. He was not under contract at the time of that show. He had told WWE six months previously that he wanted to, you know, to stay with the company. Let's renegotiate my contract. It's coming up. Day of the show. He was not under contract to WWE. He had no obligation to have to, to, to show up. And when he went to talk to Jim Ross, they wanted to sign him to a deal. He said, no, I want more than what you're offering me because I feel like I'm worth it. I'm your intercontinental champion. You have to not even have me under contract. So that shows how much I really care or what y'all think of me. So if y'all want me to actually stay and do the job, then I want a bigger contract. Well, they obviously didn't do it. And he still dropped the title, but he wasn't trying to hold the company up for more money. He was trying to get a contract. That makes sense. I mean, listen, again, and and I think we should be very careful on how we word this because, again, Jeff Jarrett's coming out with his side. I don't know if WWE ever made made an official statement as far as what happened that night. So, I mean, again, we should be careful with what we say. You know, everything is alleged if that actually happened. Allegedly. If. Because WWE can easily turn around and say, that's not true. This is what happened. So, I mean... Honestly, will we Yeah, to be clear, according to his 2006 TNA Wrestling DVD. Okay. Well, anyone who has that, you know, if anyone has that CD, checks it out and actually hears, you know, says anything about it, call in, call into my station. I want to hear what you guys think about this whole Jeff Jarrett situation. Listen, I'm glad. As long as he's clean and he's healthy, I'm glad, you know, they decided to induct him. Now, I will say this. They inducted him really fast. And what I mean by that is, you know, Kurt Angle had stipulations. Scott Hall had stipulations. Anyone who's ever gone in that's had an issue or left the company under any sort of circumstances, drugs, alcohol, you know, what have you, they had stipulations. And it makes me wonder if this has been behind the scenes for a while. Because he gets clean and then they contact him in January. He did an interview this week or last week and they said that he was contacted by WWE in January to come back and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I'm thinking to myself, that's really fast. I mean, I guess my question would be what was him getting clean the reason he's being inducted? I say it is. 
Well, I mean, there's been other wrestlers that have been clean and didn't necessarily go in that year. They went in a year later. The more interesting thing to me is, I mean, yeah, if he went to rehab, I guess that opened up the communications. But I'm wondering with, I mean, we all remember Vince's famous promo when he bought WCW, how you'd never see Jeff Jarrett back in the WWE again. I wonder what changed his mind on a personal level and professional level to allow him into the Hall of Fame. That's what I think. We all, you know, you know, same with the Warriors. You know, you'll never see the Warrior ever again. Bret Hart, you'll never see Bret Hart in WWE. And time heals all wounds. And my thing would be, is what led to this window of communication? Because look, if Jarrett went to WWE and said, listen, I need help, if that's what started it, again, the fact he got inducted was very, very quick. Because you're right. It's either a year or two or, or, or you know, or what have you. Uh, so the fact that he got in just months after getting clean, there's guys with better resumes than him that had to wait. The Warrior had to wait. Scott Hall had to wait. You know? Macho Man. You know, Macho Man's not even in. I don't think Macho Man ever got inducted. Did he? Yeah. Oh, that's right, because his brother. That's right. You're absolutely right. His brother, Lenny. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. But he's not in. He deserves it a lot more. Everyone with better resumes have to wait. So what made Jeff Jarrett different? What made him special? Is it Vince McMahon? Is it Vince McMahon's relationship with you know with his father Jerry Jarrett? I mean, anything can play into it. Well, it's probably the fact that half of WWE's current roster came from Jeff Jarrett's creation of that's TNA. True. And that's what I want to hit on when we get back. What is Jeff Jarrett's legacy in the world of professional wrestling? We'll hit on that when we get back. All right, we are back, and we're going to continue to talk about Jeff Jarrett being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. And again, what a surprise when it came out last week that it was being rumored. You know, it's weird. The IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community, boy, what a bunch of interesting people, right? Right. I saw when it first came out, oh, yes, he deserves it. Oh, I hope it's true. Now he's inducted, and what the hell did he do? Right? It's like, right. It's like, guys, come on. Pick a sign and stay on it. He deserves it. Now, if you're talking from a WWE standpoint, there's, you know, Coco Beware's in the Hall of Fame. All right. Let's just put it in perspective that way. If you're talking about from an overall perspective, though, he definitely deserves it. Because, listen, without TNA... You wouldn't have guys like Samoa Joe, guys like Bobby Roode, guys like the phenomenal AJ Styles, guys like Christopher Daniels, Frankie, Frankie Kazarian, and, you know, guys like, you know, the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. Um, guys who were the core. He knows how to play the performer to go, such as like Raven and and um, Scott Steiner, uh, you know. Kevin Hogan Nash. and Bishop up there. Kevin Nash, uh, the Hardys, uh, Mr. Anderson, the yeah. Dudley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone forgets the Dudley spent almost 10 years. Yeah. And became, you know, really solidified themselves as one of the greatest tag teams. So if you're asking what Jeff Jarrett's legacy is going to be, 
his legacy is this. He was a very good performer in WWE in his two stints. His two stints in WCW, you could say he was underutilized, wrongly used. But in TNA is really where he solidified himself. Six-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And now and people are going to say, oh, well, it took him creating his own business to be a heavyweight champion. And that's a fair point. Vince did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, granted, Vince dropped the title. Vince wasn't an active performer, but... True. Some, sometimes, if you're going to... If no one else is going to see what you got, sometimes you got to take, you know, a risk. And I can appreciate that. I can appreciate a guy who takes a risk to say, you know what? This is what these other companies didn't see. And he elevated that championship. Guys like AJ Styles beat him. Guys like Ron the Truth Killings, our truth has held that title because of him. Um, it's almost like Triple H, what he did back in, in 2003, 2002, 2003, 2004, where he, Triple H held the title for the majority of two, three years. However, people like Goldberg, uh, Shawn Michaels, they did have, have victories over him for the title. But Triple H really did elevate Raw for that little bit of time. And a lot of people don't like it. And a lot of people didn't like Jeff Jarrett made himself the star of his own show, but it worked. Yeah, it created stars. Yep, yeah, exactly. And again, if that if that meant that he had to make himself show people that he is a main event talent, then so be it. He took a company that no one gave six months, let alone six weeks. And it's still around today, shockingly enough. And it's went downhill since he's left. That's right. And even when Jeff Jarrett went back in control of it for a second time, the damage has already been done. So you can look what he did in 2002 to probably 2000 and I don't know. When would you say? Hey. It's, yeah, it started going downhill when Bischoff and Hogan took it over. But that's when he left the first time after, you know, he, his wife had passed away from cancer. And he took a step from 2006 to 2007 late. He took took time away. Came back in that way, did his thing with Kurt Angle over, you know, because he's married to Kurt Angle's ex-wife. Yep. And that was that was when it really went downhill. Yeah, yeah. The important thing is, is that Jeff Jarrett's healthy. That's it. And as long as he's healthy and, you know, who knows? This could be, we could potentially see maybe one final program from Jeff Jarrett. Maybe when Miz says he's the greatest intercontinental champion of all time or OI is playing his guitar, like I said before. And Jarrett can come out with his guitar and smash Elias over the head, you know, and say, listen, I'm number one slap nuts. You know, that'd be great to hear that. I mean, and Jarrett is a six-time IC champion. That was fourth most in history. We're going to do one more second, and we're going to finish up this Jeff Jarrett Hall of Fame induction special. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. We're going to wrap up this Jeff Jarrett Hall of Fame induction special. So, Blaine, I'm going to shoot it to you. Thoughts on Jeff Jarrett's legacy and what he meant to the business? Well, his legacy, well, first of all, his legacy, not not to try to throw his dad in there, because everybody knows who his dad is, but I think that's one person, almost like Orton, who actually outshadowed their, their father, um, in, in a good way, I think his legacy 
will be TNA. Um, I, I think m- most people are going to associate him with stuff he's done outside of the WWE. And I don't blame him for that, but I I really, truly believe he deserves it. I think it's like I said, I think his legacy will be creating new stars, creating TNA, which gave a lot of people jobs. And uh, I'm, I'm okay with him being in the Hall of Fame. I think he deserves it. I totally agree with that. Jeff Jarrett. I honestly will believe and will say this. Should have been the WWE champion. Hands down. I I think his second stint there. I think his stint there when Owen Hart, uh, before Owen died. I think Jeff Jarrett had the right gimmick for that. I think he would have made a great champion back then. You had Deborah. You know, you know, you had Deborah with him at the time. Deborah would have yeah. gotten that heat. Jarrett knew how to get heat for himself. And with Deborah there, causing the distractions and stuff like that, there's no reason to think that Jeff Jarrett could not have succeeded being a WWF WWE champion at that time. Do I think there were some politics that held him down? Absolutely. Because Jeff Jarrett was probably oh, one yeah. of the, you know, one of the great heels at that time and I don't know I would have loved to see what he would have done as a WWE champion so I think that's unfortunate now his WCW world championship reign that don't do nothing for me I think what we saw in TNA would have been the same what we would have saw in WWF right he would have elevated the title he could have helped make new stars I mean at the time you're battling WCW you know, granted, you're starting to, you know, overtake them at the time. But I think he would have been a good guy to put the belt on. I mean, that's just, I, I don't know. I think WWE blew an opportunity then. Well, if you look back, like, with The Rock and Austin, you know, stars that they made back there, I feel like Jeff Jarrett would have been one of the only other few that didn't get the opportunity that could have taken the ball ran with it and succeeded and could have been such a big star even to till today um but i guess it always out for a reason because if he had gotten that opportunity then we wouldn't have had tna and all the things it's brought in us that's possible i mean and, and look again even if he did win the wwe championship we don't know if he would have been successful with it i mean obviously all this is just speculation but yeah there's a very good chance right. that he never would have solved tna so well then i guess if you're looking at it from that perspective then that's probably good that he didn't win the title because you're right then we have seen guys like aj bobby Roode. you know i mean look at all the guys who are in tna are uh, on you know from tna to wwe two two of them are champions on smackdown aj's the wwe champion and bobby Roode's the united states champion look at sanity they were the nxt tag team champions eric young yeah and look at you know guys like samoa joe who should have who should have already been a champion by now um Look. No. Yeah, yeah, he'll be one. But look, at, it, it, everyone says if you're not AJ's proven that if you're not, you know, that people say Vince will always be. If you're not a creation in Vince's company, you're not going very far. Well, that's not true because look at AJ Styles; he wasn't a creation, and, and, and look at him now. Jeff Jarrett. I don't look at Jeff Jarrett as Vince's creation. I look at Jeff Jarrett as his own creation. He created in the latter half of his career the real Jeff Jarrett. And I don't look at Jeff Jarrett as a menstruation. 
No, because he spent more time everywhere else than he did in WWE. More time in WCW. More time in TNA. Maybe not WCW, but he spent more time away from WWE than he did in WWE. That's right. Um, do you want to continue? Do you want to do one more segment and keep following up on this? Yeah. All right, we'll do one yeah, we more, do more segment. When we come back, we'll let Lane say some more things, and we'll wrap this thing up. We'll be right back. All right, we are back, and now we're going to wrap up this Jeff Jarrett special. So we were talking about what would have happened if Jarrett had won the title? Would we have seen it at TNA? I still think anything's possible, but I can understand, you know, the theory of maybe we don't. Um, Starcy's creative. I'll tell you, it's he, he did a great job of elevating guys like Styles and Joe. Will we see Jared back in back in the WWE ring? If we do, who would who would you like to see him feud with? I mean, I have a couple guys in mind. Um, the, I really like to see a, a Seth Rollins feud. Um, I'm not I'm not really for sure why, but I really like to see see a Seth Rollins feud. Um, of course, the alliance with the guitar thing that would be that'd be great. Um, I have one name that hasn't even been mentioned yet, and it's been mentioned during our podcast tonight. But it hasn't the Miz? Been no, it hasn't been mentioned in the potential feuds that we could see. If Jeff Jarrett's healthy enough and is back in the shape enough, I would love to see him and Kurt Angle. You want to talk about personal? You want to talk about? You could pretty much say it's Matt Hardy and Edge all over again. Right. Yeah. I think you could. You know, I don't. You know, if it stays PG, you probably aren't going to see it. But just from how the story sells itself, I I would love to see it. I don't know if there has ever really been a true blow off between the two. I'm not 100% sure how it ended in TNA because I know Kringle was having some issues with, you know, his drugs and stuff. And I know that, you know, with the real life situation, I don't know how that worked uh, as far as if there was an official blow off match or what. The good thing is that Jim Jarrett owns the rights to TNA. He does own the Total nonstop action. That's right. He does not have the, the, the impact or any of that, but he's got TNA. So footage can be brought because he had he does own partial of uh, uh, the stock footage and all that. So the the video packages for those matches can be great. Could we see a deal between Vince and Jeff Jarrett where Vince is like, okay, Jeff, you own this, we want it. What would it take for you to give us from years two thousand and two to two thousand and eight? Because you could really tell a lot of good stories, you know, DVDs of AJ Styles, the Dudleys were being inducted, uh, Bobby Roode, you know, Eric Young, you know, and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. I mean, could we see something like that? That would be interesting because, you know, look. That would make a lot more sense why the Hall of Fame induction is happening. It would. It would. Jeff Jarrett, here, here's how I'm going to remember Jeff. 
Jeff was a guy who was underutilized in both WWE and WCW. He rose himself from the ashes and turned himself into a main event player. Granted, and his own company, but I really don't care about that. What I care about is what you did for the business when you were around. Did you leave it better than when you found it? Yes, he did. Does he deserve, yes. Does he deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame for all his contributions? You know, all his contributions. Yeah, he does. He does because you wouldn't have guys like we've talked about already. I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, but it's a big deal. Styles, Rude, Joe, Eric Young. You know, and look, uh, Magnus is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. You know, in Billy Corgan's company. Gunner just made his debut uh, with WWE NXT last night with the new faction That's with right. Blake Murphy, Alexa Bliss's husband, and uh, Lacey Evans and uh, uh, Coulter. I can't think it was Steve Coulter. That's right. Yes, he did. And so Jeff Jarrett's quote-unquote creations are branching off all over the place, and that's a credit to him. He deserves all the respect for what he's done, and I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame. And like you said, there's even guys in Ring of Honor like uh, Motor City Machine Guns, uh, uh, Kaz and Daniels. Uh, even in New Japan, there's there's some guys that that sucks. They came from CNA. That's right. That's right. Jeff Jarrett from from uh, Jane Sports and Wrestling Podcast. Congratulations on your Hall of Fame inductions, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll post this episode up in a few minutes. Lane, thanks as always. We'll hit you guys up on Thursday. Talk to you guys soon.